Good afternoon. I'm Jordan Peoples, and Marvel sucks. I am Cade Weiberg, and no, it doesn't. And uh, it is, in fact, morning, young man. I don't know why you say I guess you just say good afternoon, no matter what time of day it is. Yeah, our listeners only listen in the afternoon. Oh, even yeah. if it's even if it is the morning, we, as soon as you put the podcast on, it's afternoon vibes. What <laughs> after? Well, this one is going to have some serious morning energy. Uh, we are talking about Echo, um, the Disney Plus original show. All episodes streaming at the same time, um, and it dropped on Tuesday, right? Yeah, it was Tuesday, Tuesday at nine p.m. Uh, I. Basically, I knew it was happening, but I forgot to tell you it was happening. And I am sure, like, did you, was this on your radar at all? Did you know this was coming out? I actually do think I saw something on Reddit about it, but I didn't start watching it till yesterday, which at at the time of recording was the 13th. So several days after it was actually released. I watched it on Tuesday night and I was hoping to finish it in one night. It was my day off. I was going to make a whole evening of watching Marvel content. Uh, and it was super breezy, like as a watch. Like, uh, they clearly edited a lot out of the show, which we will talk about. Um, but, like, the back half, the last three episodes are all 30 minutes if you skip the intro and the credits. Yeah, it's pretty, nearly pretty it's nearly a movie. Yeah, I think it's honestly like as long as Eternals. Yeah, and I, honestly, it probably would have worked as a movie. Like, it's not; it didn't do that much with the episodic structure. Which no, like I would it, say Loki actually kind of did. Those all felt pretty distinct. Well, Though we also, also said yeah. that it was almost like pairs of episodes in Loki's case. Yes, um, but this did feel more like a continuous thing, and I watched four episodes last night and then i watched the fifth episode this morning okay so that's the other thing we can uh segue because i you i texted you yesterday you were or you texted me while i was working uh what is the disney plus password yes Um, so i yes helped you out with that you started streaming and then i texted you at like 11 p.m last night which I guess is past a lawyer's bedtime. and uh, <laughs> Well, you'll said, notice that I texted you this morning at like 6.15 Yes, which was two hours after I went to sleep. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> which is what I'm certain. I went to a concert last night. My friends were at, and then, uh, you know, shenanigans ensued, and we ended up at Waffle House at 3 in the morning. That's uh, how things go sometimes. What What show was it? It was my buddy Jimmy is in a band called a metal band called Ooga Booga. Sounds good. Uh, yes, it was very fun. Um, we were there to support him, and a lot, he had a lot of people show up. So it was it was a cool little. Uh, it was at the Southern, so like the small two hundred and fifty person venue in Charlottesville. Is um, is their music as goofy as their band name? You would think so, but it is uh, more serious metal. Okay. Well, I just. My metal preference is always that it's goofier, more like Ghost. It, yeah. When it when it starts to get uh, more serious, I start to drop out. Well, Ghost is like let's sing about Satan, but all of our songs sound like ABBA. Yeah, but also with a slightly heavier great. guitars than ABBA. <laughs> I mean, there are guitar solos. Yeah, it, yeah, it's it's slightly heavier. I don't know. That is, it is definitely. Uh, and I love Ghost. I've seen them live multiple times. They have ruled every time. 
Um, but yeah, no, this is more serious. Uh, you, you, this genre might not be your thing. Do you think it's, I would like it more or less live? I think you would have fun with all the people there. Like, right. Was, That's kind of what I, I'm thinking. If I know what I'm expecting going into it, I feel like I could enjoy it, but I probably wouldn't put it on just to the, jam. Yes. There were several people and, uh, Jimmy plays drums and he's a very good drummer. So if nothing mm-hmm. else, that is fun to watch. Um, yeah, so that was my night. Um, I get home at 4 a.m. I was like, uh, oh, and also, yeah, my rock band tour continues today, so I have to drive to Harrisonburg uh, in the afternoon. I was going to sleep until 1, immediately get in my car and drive to Harrisonburg. You're just all uh, rock and roll all the time. I know, I know. I just want to sleep. But <laughs> I was going to sleep, and then you texted me uh, at 6 a.m., which I did not see because I was in that I first... hoped you weren't going to. <laughs> I was <laughs> yeah. like, there's no way Kate is up, but I just want to let him know that I have seen this when at he does wake up. 6 a.m. So uh, what is your... You went to bed at what time yesterday? Around 10, maybe 10.30. And then you woke up at 5 a.m. to finish Echo? No, no, I, I finished it after I texted you. I just was confident that I'd be done by the time you woke up. Oh, well, what if I responded at 6.25 a.m.? Let's record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, good, you're then, done. Then I'm like, okay, actually, I need 15 more minutes. <laughs> I, I mean, the last episode's 30. Or you, I, well, you I, I started watching. watching it last night, and then I was like, ah, I'll finish this in the morning. You just had 15 minutes left, and you're not like, I'm just going to let, let's just end it. Well, Ellie, Ellie called me upstairs to watch another show that we'd been watching together. Oh, and you didn't go back to Echo after that? No, because then it was is, bedtime. Is the show that you're watching with your wife Echo? No, it's a sh- Korean show called New World never heard of it it came out like i think several years ago but it's basically they got these six korean celebrities and they put them on this island and the map looks very much like a video game map in that there's like a lot of kind of interesting locations on it and then they just have them do uh, again kind of video game style challenges yeah which has been very interesting i mean what marvel characters are in it no Marvel characters per se, but <laughs> that sounds less interesting then. Yeah, interesting. I will say there's something about Korean reality TV that's pretty good. I also really enjoyed Physical 100. Which okay, was I, none also of this great. is. Yeah, this is like when. But you were but I'm sure about, someone listening knows what I'm talking about, I, and, and no, they're like, no yeah, this guy's this. got good opinions at per <laughs> usual. Yeah, yeah, that's what they think when they listen to this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> The guy who wakes up at 6 a.m. to wake up his his uh, cooler Waffle House eating friend. <laughs> um, yeah, I made biscuits this morning. So that kind of shows what kind of divide. You're like a night waffle man and I'm a morning biscuit man. I didn't. Yeah, but a lot of these things are just the crowd that I hang out with. Like this metal show where a whole bunch of I was going to support my friend and there were a whole bunch of people that I knew going to support him. And the group mentality just kind of always shifts to Waffle House when it gets late. It is a hive mind. Yeah. Uh, And really, just one person will say it, and that's all anyone can talk about. And the service is rarely good, and it is, like, just the worst time to be there, but it also is the best time to be there. It's a special feeling. Yeah. If you, you gotta go, when's the last time you were at a Waffle House? When was the last time you were awake after midnight? Let's start there. 
That's a good Dead question. air. I mean, I guess New Year's <laughs> Eve, I made it to like two minutes past midnight. Okay. I'm actually cool. trying to... Did we actually? I think we did. Me and Ellie barely made day, it past midnight. The one day a year that is socially acceptable to stay up past midnight. And then uh, there were... I went to Waffle House that night as well. <laughs> and then there was even like the national championship, college football national championship was on. And I was really interested in it. It got to halftime. It was about ten four or nine forty at halftime, and I was like, "There's no way I'm making the second half of this game <laughs> at all." Yeah, but wouldn't you? I don't know. What if it was a great game and you missed it? Uh, I had the feeling that it wasn't going to be based on the first half. <laughs> well, if it's boring, basically, Michigan scored like three touchdowns pretty quickly. And then sure. and then Washington kind of brought it back, but it didn't. I didn't feel like they were going to be able to do it, and they didn't. So it ended up well, being a fine call. So the answer to my question is: you don't. You have never stayed up past midnight since uh, college. Yeah. Or I guess after well, college. no. After your college. stint in Charlottesville, you were still. Uh, you were a night owl. Yeah. Kind now, of. It just at some point during law school, my schedule shifted to waking up at six a.m. And that kind Why of imposes lawyers... the 10 p.m. sleep Perfect. time. Yeah. Why do lawyers need to be awake so early? I would say most lawyers probably don't. I just, if I have something at 8 a.m., I do not like to just roll out of bed, get dressed, and go to it. I like to have some time to read the news. And by that, <laughs> I mean browse Reddit. <laughs> um, but in old-timey days, it would have been reading the newspaper. And sipping yes. my coffee. The front page of the internet. Exactly. And, you know, uh, we were at the Waffle House where Reddit was created last night. So, Oh, is that right? Just hanging out. Yeah, did you not know that? I knew it was UVA students, but I didn't know it, it was, was a Waffle House involved. Yeah, it was at the Waffle House here next to my house. Wow. Fun fact, people, uh, for all you listeners at home, there was recently like a viral tiktok or whatever and all my friends kind of sent it to me and they're like did you know about this and i was like yes <laughs> we, we we have been there several times i've lived next to it like you can't avoid that do they have a plaque in the waffle house <laughs> they do not that would be funny if they did they clearly they the staff might not know <laughs> that that's what happened it's i mean a different it, staff every time the culture at waffle house is truly like it is kind of a big deal reddit is a pretty big like as social media goes, I wouldn't say it has, I mean, I'd say it has one of the smaller user bases when compared to a Facebook or a Twitter, but I do think it kind of has an outsized impact and that it allows yeah. for more discussion than some of those other platforms do. Sure. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I see a lot of people discuss the 2016 election on Facebook. That's true. That's but a they lot were, of discussion. But like in the 2016 election they that was when there was that subreddit called the donald on reddit that started out as a as a spoof of donald trump it was only yeah. people making fun of them and then over the course of the election it shifted to be a real donald trump support subreddit and now it's banned <laughs> that what a crazy time for social media it was really weird cuz it was it, there's this thing called pose law which is basically like a sufficiently uh, dry satire is indistinguishable from the real thing and that was yeah. like a perfect case study of that where 
people were making fun of it and then people just started parroting it but genuinely and no one really knows exactly when it shifted from being ironic to real no i mean maybe around the time he won the election <laughs> i i think it was like once he won the primary oh and then it just became like people yeah. supporting him found it and was like oh cool a fan page yeah like it was because they also like they called him god emperor trump mm. and like was was super over the top like almost like a uh you know like in china they have like pictures of mao that are like giant yes. just his face it's like that kind of stuff but for donald trump like as if he's a what dictator a, what a f- and you know he very well could be one day <laughs> <laughs> if we play our cards right he just might be Oh no! Let's see how many times we can uh, have him run against a Biden type. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, he lost that last one, but let's. Uh, God, wouldn't wouldn't it be great if someone under fifty ran for president? Impossible. <laughs> yeah. I think the only people who could under be president 60? would be far over retirement age. <laughs> yeah, they're the only people a... qualified. The people who should not be working at all. Do you think we're isolating our fans uh, or polarizing or you know what I'm talking about? I have I think if our fans didn't think <laughs> if we were more conservative, our fans would know it because we'd constantly be complaining how woke Marvel is. <laughs> yeah. The fact that we don't complain that Marvel is woke, I think they could have seen this coming. That is true. We do enjoy Multiverse of Madness. The well, that's not even menace. one of the woke ones. <laughs> They're all woke ones. Unless it's all straight white men, like the original Avengers, plus that one hottie, Scarlet. Yeah, plus the plus the <laughs> sex Scar- piece, uh, Black Scar Widow. Joe. Yeah, Scar yeah. Joe. Scar Joe. Uh, yeah, it was so much cooler when the Avengers were five white dudes and a and a hot piece of meat. <laughs> yeah, that's when it was good. <laughs> that was just... when Marvel was at its best. Now they what want a... women in it, as if women are half the population of the world. <laughs> kind of cringe. <laughs> <laughs> we should... So, uh, I would... Because I feel like I know people who are like this somewhat ironically... And it is semi-frustrating. And we, I think the show is a perfect example of, like, Marvel greenlit so many projects. Like... Back when Disney Plus started, they were like, oh, you want to do a Miss Marvel show, Green Light, you want to do uh, Echo show, like these very low-tier characters that, just for the sake of diversity, mm-hmm. and they were like, which I think is good. I think it's very good to have inclusivity in your franchise, absolutely. Um, but they had all these characters, and people just slowly have stopped caring about Marvel, and they're like, and that is also, so there's the fatigue of the people who would have liked that stuff 10 years ago. And then there's the other side of it who missed that, the other half of the Marvel fan base that missed the five white men and black widow, Mm -hmm. uh, that era. And they're like, see now, now it's like about a girl. I don't like that. And now it just kind of, those are the louder voices, but it all in all, no one is watching this stuff. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. So the problem is, is like the, the people who were just quietly enjoying it have kind of, they don't take up any online space. So the voices you hear are the people that are angry. And the only reason to be angry at Marvel, because in general, like one of my problems with Marvel is it tends to be fairly non-controversial. Like this is only controversial if you're from a kind of 
really like you're already on a different narrow um, fringe perspective kind of thing. Like, uh-huh. because M- Marvel and Disney like to play it very safe. It's not like they're taking these really big controversial takes. They're not really pushing know. the edges. Did you see Multiverse of Madness? Yeah. What a what a wild movie. It was great, but it's not exactly it so uh, an A24 film or something. Uh, it's not like they're doing indie, edgy, you know. We could get there. I, I you it, know I'm all for it. Yeah, I think that especially now that they're kind of pivoting, starting with this. This was like the last of the greenlit anything goes era. This project, and basically, they had a finished thing, and Miss Marvel didn't get any streams or whatever. Um, Secret Invasion did not get a lot of streams, and that was like one with their hardcore legacy characters like Mm -hmm. roadies in it nick fury's in it um and they're like if that's not doing well then maybe this character that you know from the hawkeye show that a few people watched might not be prominent on her own um they also put kingpin in it which i think is obviously a nice touch uh and i think they saw the finished product that was supposed to be like not TVMA and you can tell all of the TVMA stuff in here is added in post Mm. like very clearly like the guy who gets shot like it's they just added a shot of him like bleeding after the fact uh yeah and I actually I I think this backfired because interesting when I was reading some reviews this morning some of them were like this was supposed to be like TVMA. It was supposed to be gritty, and it wasn't nearly as gritty as I wanted it to be. It was never supposed to be. But I think that brought in some of the the, an audience that wasn't going to be here for uh, the stuff. They were not just about the character. That's what I'm like. The people complaining about this would have hated what the show was going to be, and they cut an entire episode, and then they cut big portions from other episodes, and I think what they have is very lean and I think it works pretty well. Like, and you, like you said, it could be a movie. Um, wow. We we're really jumping straight into this, but I'm, I'm we for are. it. Cause, uh, <laughs> we, we need a tighter episode every once in a while. Every once. I mean, Hey, you say that now, but 90 minutes from now, we could be starting talking about episode three. I also would say, I think even, you know, our audience who's probably mostly Marvel fans might not be watching this. And I think it's worth making the case for, not to give away yeah. my review, but I think this is solid. I think it is quite good. I will start with my ranking, as I traditionally do. I definitely used to. I don't know if I keep up with this regularly. Um, I, on first watch, put it at number 31 out of 44. It is right behind Shang-Chi and right in front of Secret Invasion. Hmm. Which... I rewatched Secret Invasion and not as, I don't know, not, I don't hate it, but we'll see how that uh, maintains over time. Um, All right, so I am going to give this, pulling up our spreadsheet that our fans love to hear about us talking, or sorry, pulling up the spreadsheet. Uh, Shang-Chi is, I gave a 4.33 and Secret Invasion, I gave a 4.25. I'm going to give this a 
and my Avengers at the table are. Um, we'll put Echo there. We'll put my boy Matt Murdock, Daredevil, there. Um, pff, Hawkeye can be there. And we'll put... I don't know. Is Biscuits an Avenger? He's pretty cool. I like him. He reminded me of Seth, <laughs> to be honest. Is that why do you say that so negatively? No, in a good way. <laughs> I, I was I was in the middle of editing the spreadsheet, so that's why it sounded like I was really bored. But when I was watching this guy, I was like, Seth could have been cast in this role. <laughs> well, I believe he might have had to be a Native American. Well, that's true. That might have been a qualifier. That would be weird if they whitewashed biscuits. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but still. Uh, in terms of the the sense of humor and delivery, and even a little bit looks, I was like, a little bit. This reminds me yes. a lot of Seth. Yeah, um, maybe he's watching right now <laughs> yeah. and thinking the same thing. Um, my other Avenger at the table, I guess, is who, who's the third? Is it Tiny Wasp? Yes. Okay, Tiny Wasp is there, hanging out with Echo, <laughs> as it was supposed to be. Um, should we dive right in? You did, I wanted to mention, you used your letterbox without letting me know to uh, say that you watched The Holdovers, and it looked like you loved it. I did love The Holdovers. And the and people you... that hated this show would really hate The Holdovers. <laughs> Why? Because... Oh, Echo. E I see yes. what you're saying. I thought you meant our podcast. No. No. <laughs> That's a strange overlap. People that hate Echo. Because again like one of the things that i saw people complaining about like was not enough action i saw someone well i guess let's go through the episode and then i'll get to some of the complaints that i saw because i yeah i i still well again yeah i'm getting ahead of myself okay. but like well, so well, this show does require a good amount of background info the especially well episode one is an exposition dump and i yes. think that was another problem they saw with the show they're like people have stopped watching everything and now we need to be selective with what we tell them and what we require what what we require for them to appreciate this new content and i thought the and exposition dump was pretty good but obviously i was seeing it having seen what it was referring to i have no idea how that would have hit if this is if i was trying to watch this show out of context yes Apocalypse. i mean all they just put splice in straight up scenes from Hawkeye, mm -hmm. like full minute long scenes of stuff happening to remind you. Cause it has been two plus years since that show dropped. Mm -hmm. And since echo was introduced, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it, it was weird pacing, especially since I've seen Hawkeye like three times since mm -hmm. it came out. So I was like, I already remember all this. I don't need to see this. Why are you putting like a previously on in the middle of an episode? Though for me, I would say it was helpful because I haven't seen it since. Yeah, like, but so you're to a me, normie. it was it was useful, and it didn't like. I thought the first episode was fine. Like I, I'd say the first two episodes, I was I was like, this show, I'm on board enough that I think I'm actually going to finish it. Okay. Because with well, these Disney Plus shows, progress. it is not guaranteed. I get two episodes in, I might bail, even if it's only five yeah. episodes long. I was thinking about that earlier because I was wondering, like, is he going to finish this? And it's short. I figured you would because I think there's, like you said, enough to keep you engaged. But at the same time, this podcast used to was started on the foundation of you disliking it and telling me the things you disliked. 
Yeah. So now I feel guilty about maybe one day we'll revisit Moon Knight <laughs> or Secret <laughs> Invasion because you just kind of got bored and then fell off when in reality we should be arguing with each other. Right. We just should, started agreeing somewhere more. along the way. Yeah. And that really affected our ratings. You just realized Marvel was great and then instead of arguing with me when it's less great, uh, you just didn't watch it. Yeah, that's the problem with like because a movie I am not going to walk out of pretty much ever unless it unless it was something that I found really uh, grotesque. But obviously, that's not going to happen in a Marvel movie. No, but I can't it imagine shouldn't. walking out of a movie in general. Um, which is, well, but I will walk out of a TV show <laughs> if I'm yes. bored and there's four hours left. Sure, I'm gone. Um, just. Don't you remember just watching Captain America 1 and complaining about the shield being on the wrong shelf? Where was that animosity toward Moon Knight? <laughs> yeah. that's Maybe that's the great problem with Moon Knight, is it didn't even inspire anger. It was just kind of... <laughs> the worst insult you can give. Yeah, It's just, the, it's like the Don Draper on an elevator. I go home and I pity you. I don't think about you yeah. at all. <laughs> What is so now I just watched this last night. I'm trying to think what happens in episode one that's right. really new. So I think my uh arc for the show is episode one rules so hard. Episode two, little of dip. Episode three, we're back on top. And then four and five I think are a very solid ending, but it does not repeat the highs of one and three for me um so this starts with the her as a child she gets in the car accident where she is uh she loses her leg and her mother also dies um and uh it basically just introduces her family um her father does she live with her uncle? I'm trying because this is Hawkeye stuff. Was she with her father or her uncle? Her father. In, her father, who Kingpin kills. Yes. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Or has Hawkeye kill. Um. So they're yeah splicing in all that stuff, and it's basically Kingpin is kind of training her her whole childhood to be kind of a villain or a mafia person, mm-hmm. and we get more like background with kingpin as the show goes on and then, what so and you're not even a daredevil guy you didn't even watch the first three seasons of maybe the greatest television show on netflix what what does all this kingpin and daredevil what does that do for you we'll talk about the daredevil cameo specifically but uh what did you think of yeah. vincent d'onofrio's performance i'm actually not a huge fan of it like i think it's fine i think he does well but i i don't i'm not like Whenever he's on the screen, it's not like, I can't take my eyes off him. Which I feel like some of the reviews I saw, they were like, uh, I didn't like her, didn't like a lot of the characters, but Vincent D'Onofrio, whenever he's on the screen, he's he's really good. I did not he, feel that. Do you think that if you had seen the Daredevil show, or maybe we go back and rewatch the Daredevil show at some point, <laughs> uh, you would enjoy it more? Because I think that's the one thing that has anybody watching this show that isn't like a Marvel nerd like myself. Yeah. The the fact that they say Kingpin is in it, he's all over the marketing material, and then they say TVMA. Yeah. Again, though, I think that ends up 
kind of shooting them in the foot in terms of reviews because I don't think those people liked this show from what I saw. I think that's why they were like, like I saw someone who who specifically just complimented Kingpin and uh, Daredevil. They were like, they were great. Everything else was bad. It's like, <laughs> you must not have liked a lot of this then because Daredevil yeah, is not in it much. Kingpin is though. I am. All right. We should just talk about the Daredevil sequence. I really, the fact how to phrase this that you're seeing daredevil a character that we know pretty well at this point even you who has only seen him briefly in the mcu but people who have watched and loved the netflix show know so much about him and we're seeing him show up through maya's eyes so basically it's like one of her first raids or whatever um for kingpin and she's like one of the the paid goons or whatever and uh, there's like a drug deal or some some bust going down and they're about to break out fighting and Daredevil just shows up mm-hmm. in the sequence and it's just the way like you see uh, something get like he throws one of his batons or whatever and then the camera shifts to him and then it's all one shot which is what the show did a lot they were notorious for doing the uh, one shot fight sequences um, reminiscent of old boy and true detective mm-hmm um, and they did a great homage to it here. Like you could tell it was not, they were just doing the one shot looking thing just to be like, Hey, remember we still know how to use daredevil kind of deal. Yeah. But to see him as a character through Maya's eyes, I thought was so brilliant because he's like generally terrifying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like if you were to just see a guy dressed in a devil's costume, beat the shit out of everyone in your room or in this room, uh, pretty menacing like i and i thought that's we have never seen the character like that and they also because you're always in his perspective they also i think do a good job of uh like in terms of power like he is never really in danger of losing to her but she's also does an impressive job like kind of keeping up like she's she's getting her swings in and stuff i don't think he's ever about to go down he clearly has the upper hand but he is making her like actually exert some effort which you can't say for any of the other goons he interacted with so it shows her as like a intimidating presence but not more intimidating than daredevil yes um and then i really like immediately after that scene ends they cut to kingpin he's just like oh you survived way longer than most people i send after him yeah exactly (laughs) um what did you enjoy the sequence what did you think of this yeah lukewarm i thought it was good i mean you know i'm not there for the action in general, like oh, I like a good action a one sequence. Shot, what about a one-shot hallway sequence? Do you like the one-shot True Detective sequence? Yeah, I'd say a one-shot sequence in general is is a good way to get me more engaged in the action than I am if you're cutting quickly and it feels like there's no continuity to it. Sure, like uh, Age of Ultron. Yes. <laughs> um. Uh, they, they splice in more footage of Hawkeye and everything um, that is happening. Um, One thing we then, haven't mentioned the flashback, it, have we? Like the um, the intro sequence. I did with with her, where she loses her leg. No, no. Before that, when the the origins of the Choctaw, like the people covered with mud and the oh pool of yeah, water. I forgot about so that. There, this but is like you, the yeah. supernatural element of the show. Each episode opens with essentially a different ancestor of Maya's. Um, yeah. 
and it's like this matrilineal line through her ancestors to the first Choctaw. And that's what kind of gives her these powers that she start, starts discovering through the series of episodes, which is interesting. Which, I'm not sure she needed actual powers. I feel like she could have just had visions of her ancestors or something. Yeah. It feels weird to give her real superpowers, but it, that I, was kind of my only complaint with the show, which we'll get to in the last episode, but I loved every, like the intros with all of the, I like, especially the ending, like they echo through you kind of mm-hmm. deal. Like that's how she gets her name. Um, I like that quite a bit. Um, but yeah, did we need them to give her superpowers? I I don't know. Maybe she'll use them in a cool way later on. Yeah. Maybe. But I liked each of these sequences. Rain them in. Each time the episode started with a new thing, they were they were pretty much all. I think yeah. I I think that was a really cool idea. You could tell though, like in a Marvel pitch room, someone was like, "We're gonna do this intro sequence for each episode, and that is going to be enough to have." people who are and aren't into marvel watch this show specifically and i think everyone is like i don't want this i want more daredevil yeah (laughs) which is i mean i also want more daredevil but at the same time i like when they do something different i just i don't want to watch the same movie or show every time also was this supposed to be how many episodes was this originally going to be six episodes so now it is five okay and they because basically i was wondering if they had an intro for every single one what was the intro we lost but it was it would have just been one intro so maybe it was the her getting her leg destroyed or whatever yeah maybe they spliced it together that's possible and then later on yeah i'm curious like everything that got cut um what that show would have looked like i do think this was for the better just everything it's just so lean and to the point and there's no time to meander i think miss marvel and moon knight suffer from there's just one episode that's kind of just filler mm-hmm. and that no, i agree i think i think longer. this benefited from yes. that like no there doesn't feel like there's any real wasted space to me um so just going back to the i think the last thing we need to note is so then she goes back to her hometown tamaha oklahoma also, Hawkeye ends with her shooting Wilson Fisk in the face right. off camera. Um, so it is pre- assumed that he is dead. The post credits of episode one or the ending of episode one shows that he is still alive and she did not kill him. Right. That's what she I was going to get to is that, that the last shot is him coming back. His, what was that? Like, did he get shot in the eye and then just has really great? Because he keeps taking that like metal plat thing off his eye. My take is that he like it like destroyed like this bone right next to his eye or something. Like it okay. hit his head, but it didn't actually go through his eye and out of his skull or anything like that. Like it was a glancing blow. Which, mm. in fairness, if you shot someone in the face and the amount of blood that would come out of here, you'd probably just assume you got him. Yeah, I. This is also you know. We're no longer in Daredevil world, which is more grounded in reality. We're in magic MCU land where Hawkeye gets shot and Tony Stark just repairs his skin with a little laser beam. Hmm. Uh, So he could have gotten shot in the eye and just had like some sort of Tony Stark technology repair his eye. They don't really mention it, which is probably for the best. Um, All right. Episode two. Uh, starts with the stick ball sequence. Did you have a favorite one of these sequences? Intro sequences? Uh, I guess it's probably the first one, just because it was kind of the most out there. 
It was super weird. I, I thought the the makeup, like they almost were naked, like not like in a Ken doll yeah. way or like a mannequin yeah, way. Sure. But yeah. even that, I was like, that's a little weird for Marvel. Like, it, I guess it's it kind of like Mystique or something. Uh, a, yeah, a little bit. Great reference. Um, just in terms of being like kind of pushing a boundary, but not really. It's like you're not. There's no actual nudity happening. Yeah, but still, well, I wouldn't have expected it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I thought that was just visually interesting, kind of in a Black Panther way. Yeah, I would agree. Just kind of a culture we're unfamiliar with. Um, and honestly, this is shorter. This is a five-episode show. This is shorter and better than Killers of the Flower Moon. I'm going to say it right now. <laughs> I have not seen that yet. Shots so. fired at Marty. Patrick Fitzsimmons, friend of the show, is going to come at me so hard. He's not <laughs> listening to the Echo episode. There's no way in hell. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I, this this did all of the cool stuff um, that I wanted to see with Native Americans on, on screen. And uh, also, you know, Kingpin's in it. Kingpin is basically just the Jesse Plemons of this this entity or this project. So then, uh, so going to the go second ahead. episode, this one opens with that stickball yes. game, which was also pretty cool. I liked that one. It reminded me of the Road to El Dorado when they're playing yeah. that game with the the hole in the wall, the hoop. So this one um, is all about her trying to get onto a cargo train. And she's trying to fuck up uh, Fisk's operation. Yeah, at first it seems like she's going to steal something, but actually she's planting a bomb, which then goes and destroys a distribution kind of center where Fisk has weapons, I suppose. I think they call it the Do armory they... later. Why is Fisk's operation in Oklahoma? Uh, is it just because I guess he was uh, in bed with her family in a business relationship. So that could be it. Yeah. Um, I think also maybe it's just there. like kind of in the middle of America where you can get away from the prying eyes and then you just, sure. you just ship it into the city where, you know, maybe there's, there's more security, but you just smuggle it in with other cargo. It's kind Smart of the guy. idea. That's why he's the kingpin. Um, uh, we also are introduced to biscuits, the breakout character of the show. I think he was in the like end the, of the last episode too. Oh, was he? Yeah. I only remember him in... Oh, maybe... Yeah, you're right. You're right. I watched them all at once. They blend together. Yeah, but this is this is his biggest episode because he's the basically yes. the driver who's trying to keep up with the train and the action sequence. He's he, doing the kind of fish out of water, like trying to... Like, all of a sudden, he's pulled into this action movie that he's very much not prepared to be in. Yes. And he's very funny and charismatic, and I think uh, he should hang out in uh that remember when you pitched the marvel road trip movie with all the funny guys like just going yeah, on a road yeah. trip uh with um michael pena from ant-man and ned from spider-man biscuits would fit right in you've got the friend from miss marvel you could throw that dude in oh, it's a bunch of guys uh, i guess you could Bruno. put aquafina in it from that would be weird chemistry oh no we could put in not Aquafina. Let's see, because uh, yeah, well, I don't know. That'd be that'd be a weird mashup. We can make this movie. We can pitch this movie. Yeah. At some point, this can like get a little ninety-minute road trip movie. That'd be great. Put She-Hulk in it. I think Tatiana Maslany's great. She's almost too or, central, though, isn't she? Yeah. It could be her I, friend. I, She's got a friend who's funny. She does have a friend. Uh, I, I'm also curious, like what. 
after these shows have aired and have no viewership, where do these characters come up again? Like, they're not probably not going to get. She Hulk might get like a season two, maybe. Um, Miss Marvel also maybe, but that's what I'm saying. It, it, where so what you have is they're not racing for these projects. Next time you have like a Young Avengers movie, you have them yeah. with their sidekicks. And then you have one of them make a call. It's like, hey, I need this thing at this place as fast as you can do it. And then for some reason, you, you get a couple of these sidekicks together. And then they show up with the thing. And then later, you release a movie just on Disney+, Plus, which is just their adventure doing yeah. it in the background. Them getting like, so the you, thing. So you don't see it happen at all during the movie. But they just show up yeah. frazzled. And then Great. You, you get cut back later to see what happened. Green light. Shut up and take my money. <laughs> Um, will watch yeah anyway so he was a, a definitely a highlight in this episode and i guess the what's kind of happening now cool too, too is that there's like a power struggle between fisk's second command and maya to see who's going to be the heir of fisk's oh, empire yes. it's kind of the motivation sure. behind what is happening in this sequence and then well yes it ends up fisk is still alive so that plot line kind of gets scrapped yes. because Fisk is in charge of his empire right so um, then we get to episode 3 this flashback is like an old timey black and white western kind of thing yeah which was weird and it kept coming up like later in the episode too right mm-hmm. so or is that later on and this episode uh, is so we haven't talked about like all of the family member cast who's the the guy who runs the pawn shop he is famous he's like in a lot of stuff i think yeah i've seen him and stuff i couldn't place where else i'd seen him his name is scully in this show it's not his actor's name but i liked him a lot when there's uh graham green graham green i am pulling up what he is in he's in a lot of movies um uh, one sec. Yes, David. Uh, can I get my charger? Oh, yeah, sorry. Okay. Is Jordan going to remember to cut this out? Or are we just going to listen to Cade get a charger for his roommate? There you are, sorry. Thank you. I just don't know yet. Okay, keep that in. That was clearly great content. Absolutely. <laughs> um, he is in Die Hard with a Vengeance. He is in Snow Dogs. Hmm. He is in Twilight New Moon. Uh, oh, he's in Atlantic Rim, that shitty Kmart ripoff, Kmart ripoff of Pacific Rim, if you remember that. I don't. That's crazy, though, that they made a movie oh. called that. It's, well, there was just this era where I, it was like Kmart or some store like that was just intentionally making movies that you would buy thinking it's the other one. Yeah. And then it's just a shitty ripoff of it. But kind of like Sharknado. Um, yeah, he's in a lot of television as well. Recurring characters. He's in Numbers. He's in Riverdale. Reservation Dogs. He's in The Last of Us. Did you watch The Last of Us? No, I haven't. Well, you're a video game guy. I'm surprised. I know, but I might just play it. Yeah, you should play it. It rules. Um, Great. But I'm just going to talk about the family for a second because they are a really important component. 
So you yes. have Scully, who's kind of the grandfather. You have the grandmother, whose name I'm trying to find on this Wikipedia page right now. Is it... Uh, William Lopez... Oh, Bonnie? Bonnie is the... Oh, Bonnie's the friend. Yeah, the Bonnie's friend. the friend. Oh, Tantu Cardinal as Chula. Maya's estranged grandmother. Okay, so Chula is the grandmother. So Scully and yes. Chula are her grandparents who are now divorced, or at least separated. I guess we don't really go into it, but they're not together anymore, which yeah. makes an interesting tension in their relationship. And And it might be that their relationship broke down because... Basically, the reason Maya leaves her hometown with her father is because the grandmother, Chula, blames Maya's father for the death of her mother. Yes. Um, so so then Chula, again, takes it out on the father, but Maya takes that personally because she's basically abandoned in the process. Yeah, which is a pretty like deep family dynamic for a Marvel thing exactly and it's very subtle too like they don't explicitly say any of these things but it is clear and then we have Tuklo, who is the guy who owns the roller skating rink he is her father's brother so it's her uncle yes um who's also a fun guy and again i think these characters all probably would have been fleshed out more, but I think they showed just enough of them to the point where I would like to see more and I am interested. And I I just think about them more. The fact that they haven't shown me every last detail of them. I am more interested in them as characters. So you have those three and then you have her friend, Bonnie and Bonnie is basically i don't know if she has a familial relationship with her but she's definitely the person who's kind of most abandoned by maya because they were very close and then all of a sudden maya leaves and she never reaches back out and i think bonnie has attempted to reach back out through the years but maya has ignored her because she has been caught up in this web of uh kingpin daredevil yeah well just kingpin's training and stuff maya has become very stoic not emotional no ties to anyone especially even more so after her father dies i assume her father was kind yeah. of like her one connection in the world to the the family yeah and then after he dies is when she really becomes a uh i don't know big villain person doing a lot of heists that kind of stuff yeah um so i set episode... all that up to say that <laughs> episode three Tuklo is, is is the basically the connection back in Tamaha when the father's in New York. Tuklo is the guy running the shipping things to New York Empire back home. Yes. And so when Maya sends a bomb via that train, naturally it all falls back onto Tuklo as being the person yes. who did it. So then the henchmen roll into town, take over his roll, roller skating rink, uh, round up yeah. Maya and Tuklo, and basically hold them hostage. And a bunch of cool yes. fight scenes happen. But then... and Really, really cool fight scenes with a Rob Zombie needle drop, baby. Yeah. That... Okay. This whole fight sequence has got to be... I, I mean, top 10 Marvel is like that. I don't know. That's that's a high bar. But I was enthralled the entire time. As soon as they started playing Dracula to kind of like spook the enemy, um, 
that was awesome. And then she starts killing people with ski balls. <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. I also I loved when she so ripped good. the guns off and used the metal cords that connect like a for one of those light gun zombie shooters from yeah every single yes. roller rink that has ever existed or movie theater arcade yeah. game. She uses the the cables as whips to fight yeah. people. Very cool. It ruled. So cool. So cool. Loved this episode. Loved that fight sequence. Uh yeah, I, I really good. But then ultimately they do end up being taken again. And the only reason they're spared is a suspicious phone call is made to the lead henchman and they all roll out at once. And who could it be? Yeah. And then, then Maya goes home to find that Fisk is waiting for her. So he's the one that called them off. Yes, he is alive. Um, Which we knew he was alive, but this is did. when he, he makes... He shows up and it really gets into how weird their relationship is that he is, he still wants her to be his heir, even though she shot him. Like he's, he's not that phased by it. And I think there's actually a cool line from Maya saying like our, we've always, our language has always been violence. And I think that, that explains their relationship. Well, that like that wouldn't be something that ruins it. Most people, you shoot them in the face and they don't want to maintain a relationship with you. Kingpin doesn't mind that much doesn't he gets care. it he just he just views it as like a family argument yeah um i also read somewhere in the daredevil show there's a sequence where wilson fisk like it's revealed he's doing business um and there's chinese uh higher execs or whatever um talking in chinese and then he basically is like i learned chinese so i could uh defeat you right or you know uh take your business and everything and i'm smarter than you ha 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 um and in this he won't even learn sign language to communicate with his niece which i think is so i don't know if that was intentional for like, sure but it, it I think works it so well for the character because there's there, there i think there's a line that basically references that um oh, i can't okay. i can't remember it exactly how it goes but it, it's basically it's not actually pointed at him i think it's pointed at the rest of her family members saying like they all know sign language because of you yeah and then then and then shortly after that you see fisk not using sign language and never having bothered to learn it yes also so what do you think of this show i guess episode four is when we really start to see because with people like fisk if she is going to interact with people in the universe like obviously she's not going to always have a translator by her side yeah um which i think is one of the things that the people who miss the five white dudes and the hot woman avengers will be like why does she always have a translator yeah. like this is so like why is that per- that person's just in the corner of the room just waving their hands i don't get no, it and one of the reviews i saw they were complaining that there's too much sign language because it made it so they couldn't watch it in the background <laughs> it's like yeah well the lead character is deaf yeah. so there's gonna be sign language also to watch it you don't deserve marvel if it's on in the background um how dare you this is an aquaman in the lost kingdom so episode three is definitely i think the peak of the action in the show the sequence that you just described is the best yes. the action gets but i really liked episode four because episode four is just all about so this show up to this point has been setting up this dynamic where She's got her family who all clearly care about her, but she doesn't. She just seems kind of to keep pushing them to a side. She doesn't want to 
let them really kind of re-enter her life. Then Fisk comes back. And so then yeah. it becomes like these two entities and she's balancing them. Like it, at first she was trying to, she was balancing like, do I want to go back to my family or do I want to run the empire in Fisk's yeah. stead? But then when Fisk comes back, it's like sure. I could go back with Fisk, still have all this power. He promised, he basically promises to make her his heir. She is going to run the yeah. empire next. Or like, what about my roots and my heritage? And so sure. this episode, the episode four really is her going to talk to uh, kind of the different people in her life one by one. Mm-hmm. And they kind of make the case like she talks to Chula. I think maybe this ep- maybe it was the episode four, I guess, where she talked to Scully because I don't see that in this description. I thought she talked episode to Scully. Four, she's almost four is very short. She's pretty much just talking to Kingpin the entire time. And I, so there's. Yeah. I guess if you watch all these things back to back, it, what it feels like to me is like she yeah. talks to Scully, then she talks to Kingpin, then she talks to Chula, then she talks to Kingpin, then she talks to Tuklo, sure. and then Kingpin. It's like, yeah. it, and it's it's just back and forth of like family and heritage versus uh, fist Crime and power. Empire. Yeah, yeah. Which is something that someone who lost a limb so young could want like maybe she has felt weak and oppressed her whole life but it's it is uh, so like power is seductive it is a uh you know what is this character going to do in this situation and that's what i think yeah. i really like about this show and what i wish other marvel shows would do is like give them set up the dilemma and then just show us by interacting with the other characters like how the our character is feeling about that dilemma sure like it's just it's just like a there's like an actual like obviously most people aren't going to have these two things set up but obviously everyone will have times when they're trying to decide what direction they want to take their life in and they have like a couple of options before them and they have to make a decision about that a real sophie's choice but anyway it's just like you know there is actual character stuff happening and sometimes like Marvel when it's at its worth worst I think is just when it's like and then they did this and then they did this and then they did this and there's no like character reason for it happening it's just kind of like a series of set pieces strung along yeah but this they actually what get are you implying is like that uh, I feel like kind of lots of Marvel stuff but maybe most recently Miss <laughs> Marvel uh, Miss Marvel or the Marvels oh that's what I mean the Marvels because Miss Marvel seems like there's a lot of family. Yeah, stuff. no, Miss Marvel is good, <laughs> but yeah, the Marvels, or like Age of Ultron or something. Yeah, like it's just things. The happening. Marvels really felt like that was the first thing the studio was like embarrassed and wanted to just get out of the way and release it, which is a shame. Yeah, I think it could have been good if they uh, left in a whole bunch of stuff that isolated a lot of the losers, the normies, and then just to. I guess wrap up the show. Episode five is when everything comes to well, a head in the classic Marvel fight sequence. What did you think? What did you think of like the? Obviously, there was going to be some magic loophole to get, you know, the serious conversations with Kingpin and him not sign languaging. Uh, so he puts like a little uh, thing in her eye where she tr- can see like translation. Uh, of sign language what did you think about that i mean i thought that was a a good way to get around that for her character like to make it so she can just communicate with everyone now 
I imagine that must be what she does when she's with the Avengers. So she will have to in the comics. They would have to have an earpiece or something. He well, yeah, he had it right. Earpiece. So anyone? And, well, else I mean, all the to. Avengers already have earpieces. Yeah, so I guess they'll just yada yada. Some techno person adding that cap- capability to the rest of them. Um. Also, this meant nothing to you, but uh, Fisk shows her the hammer that he murdered his father with, right. which was a huge moment in the Netflix television show. It's like his origin episode, mm. and it's like eight episodes into the season, and you're just like, oh man, this kid had a rough life, and then it ends with him murdering his father with a hammer, and you're like, oh shit, that's crazy. Yeah. Man, 2014, wow, 10 years ago. What a, what a time to be alive. Daredevil, season one. Um, yeah, so that was huge for the fan base and everyone's just like, oh shit, it's the hammer. Like, this is all canon. Um, you also might have seen when opening the Disney Plus app that all of the Marvel Netflix shows are now canon. I did see Daredevil was and up. They're in the timeline order. Like, on the Disney Plus page that has everything oh. in timeline order, all of the shows are on there now. It's a pretty big deal. Uh, now you get to finally watch Iron Fist. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, that was a joke. That's the weakest of the shows. You would dislike it. Um, yeah, I like episode four a lot because it's mostly just Fisk. It, also, that uh, intro sequence where he beats the shit out of the hot dog vendor was really... Uh, you get a taste of what that character is going to do in the universe. Yeah, so then also five o- opens with Maya shooting a woodpecker out of a tree. Um, and then yes. she tells her mom, like, why did you do that? And it's like, I didn't want to hurt it. I just wanted to see if I could. Which, yeah. again, goes back to her whole struggle in this show where it's like, wh- why does she want to be the top of Kingpin's army? It's, is it kind of just like, sure. could I do it? Like, it's just like yeah. kind of ambition without like any real motivation behind it. It's, it's, it's more just like, can I do this thing? Yeah. She doesn't have For a sure. particular just wants to see what she feels what she's capable of yeah yes um what else happened this is like the huge uh choctaw nation like party um that they have annually or something where everyone's dressed in the garb and uh i don't know just looks like a fun like carnival type thing yeah and i think this this whole episode is just like a competent way to wrap up all the stuff. Like I, I felt like like season, or episode three, there was like that fight sequence was kind of like a standout moment. This, I don't yeah. think ever has that it's all fine, but there's nothing exceptional yeah. about it. But the things that need to happen mostly happen. Like each character kind of gets their moment. Biscuits run. <laughs> he's rebuilt the truck to be giant and he runs over two Huge. unmarked vans full of goons. Uh, which was awesome. Like, you're you're thinking the whole time, like, how are they going to defeat these goons? There are so many of them. And then Biscuits just, yeah, traps them in their van. And veins. then Tuklo shoots the main bad guy, the main henchman bad guy. Um, also, her showdown with Kingpin, right. uh, which we mentioned. Um, all of her ancestors are echoing through her, and she gets some sort of supernatural power. Um, yeah, I don't know. I... Beating Kingpin is such like a grounded character. It's weird to use um, more supernatural stuff because Daredevil every season will just beat the shit out of him, and that's when you know he's done. Maya kind of uh, what is 
this thing like it looks like he's having a realization or something yeah it's like a it's like a memory it's actually so i've been playing this game called psychonauts psychonauts 2 actually and uh in that game you have like these little doorways and you put them on someone's head and then you go into their mind and you can like clear out their emotional baggage that kind of feels like Uh what's happening here she goes into his head revisits this traumatic incident and kind of makes him confront it which basically just like emotionally destroys him, I guess. Like as he's leaving, he just gets in his car and is like, "What's happening to me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm having feelings." That, yeah, that's a strange way to deal with Wilson Fisk. That's kind of my only complaint. Yeah, it, it's like show. does does he just continue being himself after this, or does he have some sort of growth as a result yeah, of this it's realization? Very vague. And well, I mean, we have the post credit scene where he sees maybe I should run for mayor. Mm. Um, which is what uh, Daredevil Born Again will focus on him becoming mayor of New York City uh, and outlawing vigilantes and superheroes of sorts. Uh, And then Spider-Man 4 will also deal with the same thing. Uh, Daredevil and Spidey will theoretically team up. Exciting stuff. take down the kingpin. Yeah, so so episode Uh, 5, I would say, is maybe one of the weaker of the episodes, but it's also kind of necessary. You have to have the yeah. big fight to, you have to have that, but I guess they could have done it with ending. more style. If there's a disappointment here, it's that, that they didn't have a, a cl- yeah. more clever way. And again, like you said, the, the way that she beats Fisk is a little strange, a little underwhelming. Yeah. Not the best, but in, anyway, um, I, I wrote some notes for some, uh, the complaints I saw when skimming over. Okay. So one, I saw someone Great. say that there's no arc, no character arc in this show. I think there absolutely there, is. It's, it's a very clear, a obvious arc. one where she goes from being this stoic kind of emotionless hitman to re-embracing her family and her, uh, you know, ancestral history. Yep. For sure. Uh, then I also, in, in that same vein, I saw someone complain that she just didn't have any emotion. But, like, again, she what? does. And at first she doesn't because of she was raised by William – or is, this, is it William Fisk? Wilson, Wilson Fisk. Fisk. Who is not an exactly yeah. a very emotional uh, guardian. No. But the people complaining just want to see him either, you know, stoic or gets mad and smash things, which is the character. And then the last two but, is that there was too yeah. much talking and too much sign language. Which I already mentioned the too much sign language one. But the too much talking one, it's funny because that was in like the same review as the guy who said there was no arc. It's like it was happening during the talking. If you weren't paying attention, then you might have missed it. <laughs> it is frustrating on Letterboxd specifically. You'll just get a whole bunch of people now shitting on Marvel's really cool. Uh, so you'll just have someone rate it one star and be like bad and then it'll get 500 likes or the MCU is dead 500 likes like all that and no one's really putting in thoughts I mean and granted I am also always writing dumb quips uh, to benefit Marvel um, what mine for my review for this one I think I'm number let's see number 14th I'm working my way up to the top three uh, my letterbox review is what's the ASL translation for this shit fucking owns <laughs> uh, well on my way well in Rampage so, uh, they said shit was this oh really 
Okay. Well, good to know. I, that doesn't really translate well to podcasts. What about owns? I, that one it I don't not. know. <laughs> uh, Jordan did sign language for shit, if anyone. And we'll just assume it was correct because no one can check. No one can check. Um, you did it correct. So I think I'm going to give this. Ooh. The suspense. Let me look at the my ranking. Uh... Oh well, you oh you just dragged down the previous number. I thought you already rated it a three, but that is what you rated the Marvels. Yes, no, that was. Which I assume you liked this more than the Marvels. Yes. He paused. <laughs> I do like this more than the Marvels. I'm trying to look in my ranking where this should fit between. Well, that's what your letterbox list is for. You got to pull out the letterboxed. Hmm. Looking for He's thinking, folks. Miss Marvel. Oh, now because I, I think I feel similarly me. about this as to Miss Marvel. You gave Miss Marvel a four, a four out of six. I gave She Hulk a four point two five, or no, that's last year. Whoops. Yeah, you want Thanksgiving two K twenty three. So I, you gave She Hulk a four as well, and you gave Hawkeye a four. A lot of these shows just get in fours. I think this is also a four, to be honest. Like, I don't think hey. uh, it's better than those. But I did like Nothing it. wrong with a four. I, I thought it was better than the Marvels. Obviously wasn't as good as Loki. Okay. Way better than Secret Invasion. I was way more engaged with this story. I like that it was like a story really about one character. I thought that they kept... Yeah. The It was... It was fairly focused on what this story was going to be about like it was a it it, it her name is in the title echo and that was yep. really it it's about like echo. every everything else was in support not drag. of her it does not drag honestly i think that all of the disney plus shows well not all loki wandavision like you know the greats uh probably don't need to be meddled with but i think secret invasion absolutely um Miss Marvel and Moon Knight all could benefit from having an episode removed and then shortening some other filler. I think these lean stories just make the characters much more interesting and you want to, especially when you're not doing like a weekly release. I think it was, what did you think of watching them all binging? Like, do you think this show would have been better or worse if you're watching it week by week? Would you have gotten fatigued at any point? Hmm. Yeah, I, I think the problem is just some of the episodes were short enough that if that was the one release of the week, I think people would have been frustrated. I also, yeah, I definitely I prefer watching it like it was a movie, even though I did yes. wait to watch the fifth episode in its entirety. I watched them all that night, live on air. Um, all right, so it sounds like uh, you are a fan of Marvel. I, I was today. pleasantly surprised by this. I, this is also another one of those things where expectation, I think, is a big factor. I did not expect much going into this. So I think okay. it pleasantly surprised me. Not that, like, and I get, still gave it a four out of six. I think I spent a lot of the time defending this just because I, when I was looking up discussion of this, everyone's criticisms of it, I think, are pretty off base. Dumb. <laughs> um, and I, again, like I just said, expectations. I think a lot of people expected this to be more action heavy, more like Daredevil 
because that's yeah. the way it was advertised, which and that's fair. If you're if it's going to be advertised that way, it should probably deliver that. Um, yeah. But as someone who did not bring those expectations hurt. in, uh, I was not upset by the amount of talking in it. If anything, I think Marvel's need that Marvel stuff needs to have more talking, a little less fighting. But obviously, that's probably not going to be popular among the fan no, base at large. That's a bad take. Boo. Uh, I, yeah, no, but I did like this for all the reasons you're saying. So I think uh, we are in agreement. Echo is good. It's pretty good. Um, so, all right. Next up, we have we have the annual No It Duzzies. Ooh, stacked year for best film. What's going to win? Guardians 3, Quantumania, or The Marvels? It's anyone's <sighs> game. <laughs> um... So the know it doesies will happen at some point, and then we have nothing until Deadpool three. When, when's that release? July. July. Wow. There might be some other stuff, and I mean they, they have they're doing uh, the Agatha show, the WandaVision spinoff, but that's Halloween. Um, I think we should maybe pick uh, pick a franchise within the mcu to do a retrospective episode at some point between now and then i think now that daredevil's coming back we should watch Ugh, all three seasons three se- seasons is a lot <laughs> Ooh. Uh, or do something with i don't know because it is a really good show and i'm curious what you would think of it now that you have marvel brain and now that it's all canon. i don't know <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and you we did an episode on Luke Cage and Jessica Jones and you didn't like them. But again, you were you were young and dumb. Hmm. Uh or you know, we could watch to get here's here's something. So Deadpool 3 is like going to bring back all of the Fox universe stuff. We could do an X-Men movie or two. Cuz all those characters are going to show up in Deadpool 3 and you're going to be confused. Hmm. We already did Logan. But I think it would be fun to maybe do... Uh, I mean, you haven't seen the one where Frasier plays Beast. That's pretty entertaining. That is a little entertaining. Yeah. Uh, and I genuinely think uh, X-Men Days of Future Past is a top five comic book movie. So if you stick it out for like... The first one's good. It's like a very like 90s action movie. The second one is very good. The third one is bad, but you have Frasier Beast in it. And then you watch Days of Future Past. I think you can just skip ahead from everything else. Well, you might need to watch First Class. I don't know. This is uh, this is stuff we can talk about. You sure you don't want to just rewatch all the that? Ant-Man movies? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to do that. I'm... <laughs> I'm going to be do I this is the longest it's taken before I restart my Marvel cycle. Like I habitually would start in September every year. Uh but now there's just so much content and it took me longer this year for whatever reason. So I'm about to finish rewatching Loki season 2 and then restart. And I'm also in a weird sp- space because Echo just finished. So technically, if I'm playing by the rules that I've set for myself, I need to immediately rewatch Echo after I finish Loki to finish out the Marvel, you know, what I am able Them's to watch, the rules. which that's, that's a lot of echo. Back <laughs> to back. Uh, 
Um, I, I'm just looking. At, I'm looking it. at the whole Marvel Studios uh, list of stuff. Just trying to look at different yeah. franchises within this. Like I, I do think it's interesting mm-hmm. trying to watch any one thread all the way through. So like watch Captain America: The First Avenger, Winter Soldier, Civil War, and it's like, does yeah. that make any sense as a trilogy? Uh, I'm. I'm always rewatching these movies, so whenever you want to just take time to watch them yourselves, we can well, talk about Well, but see, the them. thing is, you always watch them in the context of the whole MCU. What yeah, do they work if I they're just separated out? How does it work just alone? Uh, like, I, I like if understand. you watched Thor, Thor 2, Thor Ragnarok, Thor Love and Thunder, and you watched no oh, other then, movies, what would that, the, how would that be? Blind? Yeah. Didn't we do this? We recorded this episode and then you didn't release it. No, no, no. That was that, that le- was my uh uh Marvel starter thing, which we recorded and I yeah, yeah it was a little, I don't know. It didn't come out how I wanted it to. So we never released I it. I think this is a fine idea as a side p- side part of an episode of <laughs> a, a side mission during an episode where we talk about the X-Men. Hmm. Or something along those lines. But uh, regardless, we will have the Know It Duzzies coming uh, soon, around Oscar season. With It's getting harder. I mean, I'm curious how many people like watched the stuff this year. Like everyone, I think Guardians 3 will sweep. Um, but no one watched Secret Invasion, I imagine. Uh, what show is going to win? Because that goes 2024. Hmm. So what came out? I mean, Loki too, I guess. Loki, yeah. I guess Loki would sweep. That makes sense. There's not going to be a ton of content. and There's only one movie this year. That's insane. So Deadpool 3 automatically wins Best Picture of 2024. And then hopefully we are... There's three movies scheduled for 2025. Ugh, why do I have to wait a whole year? I wanted them now. Well, it, it, whatever theme we de- we decide for the rest of the year, whether it be X Men or otherwise, we'll just do categories based on that. Or we uh, could—that's true. I guess we could. That is fair. Um, well, I think we did it. I think we successfully, and we're we're right at seventy-five minutes. Our sweet spot, our original episode runtime recording or recording. All right, then let's get out of here. I've been Jordan Peoples. Marvel has sucked. Except you kind of really liked it. I just uh, did, I'm I think Weiberg. there's criticisms for Echo. I just don't think they were the ones that most people were making. You hate you hated representation and all of the <laughs> sign language. I we heard you during oh, this no, episode. That's not what I said. Imagine the one person who skipped ahead to the end to hear our thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> just heard that. Um, I'm Cade Weiberg, and I just signed. Uh, Marvel doesn't suck. Mm-hmm.